What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 14? Could be 14? 15. Could Maybe be 14. Maybe it's long. I think it's number 14. Could be. Questioning it in a high-pitched voice. Uh, <laughs> I'm your host, uh, Stephen Cesaro, along my, uh, alongside my illustrious co-host, Mr. Eric Johansson. What's up, guys? The esteemed CFA. Eric Johansson. Uh, what's up to the people joining us live in the chat? We've got Feech in there, Christopher Scott, Zach Boy, Marty McFly is here for the 80% APY. Hope Marty, I got some bad news. I checked before I came on here. It's it's ticked down into the 70s, so I may have slightly overhyped you, but we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll show you that hack later. Um, got a great show for you today. Uh, as always, I think we are going to uh, start off by asking you to like the stream, subscribe, uh, especially on YouTube, if you are not already. This is a visual podcast. Not only do you get to see uh, Eric's beautiful face, but you get to see my uh, beautiful charts if you watch it either on YouTube uh, or on Spotify. But it is live uh, every Thursday, 5 p.m. on the irresponsibly long uh, YouTube page. So do uh, do check that out. Um, let's get right into the business tonight. What do I have on the agenda here? Let me pull it up. Ah, Yes. Earnings. Big earnings week. Oh, my gosh. This Huge. week, last week in uh, Stonkland. Uh, we had some winners. We had some losers. Uh, I, myself, was a huge loser of this. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Took some L's. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> dude. We'll, uh, we'll get into that. Uh, yeah. Did, did you have any... Uh, any thoughts or takeaways from what you saw this week? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at something that just appears very wild to me. Like, this doesn't seem usual at all. Like, even starting from last week when Mag7 was reporting and, uh, you know, like a trillion dollar business would go up 20% in after hours, we're seeing that continue. Um, like, uh, ARM, ARM was the big one uh, this morning. Um, that's a chip maker. Yeah, what is this? This is, oh, wow. Yeah, so... Arm, Arm is a, it's a famous chip maker. It's in every Holy smartphone gap. on earth. Damn. Um, it's in like, it's basically in like every phone, every everything that needs a chip. Arm up, up fifty percent from uh, yesterday's close. Yeah. So this thing, I mean, first what? of all, this is, it's a good business, but it's like it's like a mature old business that reported fourteen percent revenue growth, and the stock does this. Like this is what I'm saying. Where like, I'm not seeing like a market that feels normal. Um, this is also huge. It's like, it's a hundred billion dollar company that's up fifty percent in a day. This is insane. That's a that's some vol. I mean, it's a uh, hearkening to what a Kobayashi letter has said on a. Uh, on Twitter here this week, uh, since October 27th, uh, the low, the S and P is now up 900 points, eight and a half trillion dollars in market pa- uh, market cap added, uh, in just over three months. Wow. Truly a historic run. Uh, we did hit 5k for the first time on the S and P 500. Um, how are you feeling just in general about stocks? I mean, you, you, you just said that volatility is kind of weirdly, Weirdly high. I'll take your word for that. I don't yeah. pay a, a ton of attention to the uh, earnings. Well, it's great. Like the other thing that I'm seeing too is that implied volatility is very low. So, like the VIX, which measures um, implied volatility, meaning like people's expectations, VIX is at 12, and you're seeing this shit going on, which is unusual for me too. Like 
But I, I take a lot of these signs to be bullish. Like ARM is kind of like the, it's like an AI play, you know, because they, they have their chip technology in uh, NVIDIA GPUs. So, it's, so they're like uh they're like selling shovels to the guys selling shovels is kind of like they just invented the 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 architecture and they don't create anything. They just license the uh, right to use their IP. So like in an iPhone that sells for $1000, there might be $200 of ARM based technology inside the phone and they only capture like $3 of revenue from their um licensing of it it's like really stodgy business i can't believe that the stock's doing what it's doing mm. for that reason i've been selling this fucking volatility so hard hey <laughs> man um <laughs> so you think we're sort of like mid mid melt up just starting melt up mm. melt up over well i i actually want to give you credit because when we were probably talking like a year ago about nvidia and nvidia was like at 350 at the time or something you were like, you guys, the AI bubble hasn't even begun. And I feel like this is now the AI bubble bubbling. But I feel like these bubbles usually last quite a while before you get some kind of burst. So I'm uh, I'm excited to be long. Yeah, we were talking about this stupid stock like here, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> NVIDIA. Like, like four. NVIDIA Low 400s. And here we are. Uh, we cracked 700 uh, this week. Uh, the amount of market cap NVIDIA has added in such a short amount of time is is truly astounding. I mean, yeah. even at the we, I think we touched upon this last week, but yeah, up like 70 percent from the point where we were uh, contemplating whether or not we were in a in a bubble. God. So what I'm actually seeing here, and this is like the way I'm actually approaching my portfolio is like I'm seeing growth themes that are working. AI being one of them. We got the GLP ones as another growth theme that's just like up only. And I'm thinking that crypto is going to be another one of these growth themes that also participates. Yeah, that's what I'm hopeful of. I mean, when I look at stocks, there's just there are stocks I want to trade, but like I, I don't know what I really want to like buy and hold right now. Like everything feels like kind of rich from like a fundamentals yeah. perspective even though i think everything just kind of does melt and like if you pull up a chart event I, I know there's a lot of people calling for tops i mean that uh that milton what's his face guy who uh kind of called the bottom he looks like the nerd with the the glass I, wait i, thought I, you, I forgot his, I forgot that's, his not Twitter handle. that's not uh that guy hunter or whatever no no david hunter's uh he's the melt up guy oh uh, but milton what's his face just said he exited everything um but I don't know, man. When I look at a when I look at a Nasdaq chart, I mean that does not look like a uh, does not look like a toppy chart to me. It looks like a chart that just blasted through all time highs and has just continuously <laughs> high momentum to the upside here. So, um, yeah, I think I'm gonna just keep like swing trading the index because I look at like an NQ chart and it's just like, oh, this this go up. Um, what about like anything in the mag seven, uh, meta, does that, does that entice you at all? I, I personally just don't feel like I have as great of a handle on the, uh, the trading of the stocks versus like the, like there's, there's such a cleanness to the futures. Um, and then they have like close to 24 seven volume 
you have these weird gaps in the chart and you can kind of look at what happens in kind of the Asia and the London uh, hours to kind of get a feel for what's going to happen in New York. Whereas like, you know, something like meta, you know, you just, yeah, it kind of trades overnight, but that, that that volume doesn't really seem to to, to mean anything. Um, so let me get this straight. Do you have no like um, retirement fund savings account where you're like holding anything sort of for a long the period? The only stock I currently own, I own two stocks, like the actual stock. I own Coin. Nice. And I own Palantir. Not also nice. And I've owned Palantir for a while, so. Palantir also had a huge jump off of earnings. Uh, I'm a, I'm a holder as well. Love yeah, Palantir. I saw a lot of videos of the CEO going around. He seems like <laughs> kind of like a Chad. Yeah, it's really Chad. He's like nerd Chad. <laughs> nerd, big nerd Chad energy. Yes. Loser energy, as Alex Trebek would say. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, stocks go up. Um, NASDAQ going up looks good for crypto. The meta chart looks insane. I mean, maybe I should buy some uh, meta. I haven't looked at what Apple's been doing. Uh, too much lately. Yeah, I don't. In the own, wake of the uh, the vision launch, uh, not as not as good of a chart as. Uh, I mean, it's kind of like a vertical accumulation kind of thing. I feel like this on, thing is going to be primed to launch as well. Yeah, I'm pretty bullish on that stupid thing, or just just the entire genre in general. And I guess you could go Facebook. It's interesting because Facebook and Apple, they, it seems like they took different approaches. Like Apple was like, let's build it like really, really feature rich, right? Yeah so that it's cool, but then you have to wear this giant computer on your face. <laughs> um, right. And then Facebook was like, let's make it really, really wearable, but it doesn't really do anything yet. And then Facebook, I guess, is like, or Meta's like, we'll, we'll add features. And Apple's like, well, we'll make it smaller. Right, you got to meet in the middle somewhere for both. I don't know. I, I it, it feels to me that Facebook is going to have an easier time just adding features. I don't know how the. Yeah, it's. I, I don't know how that. It seems <laughs> like a much smaller, smaller leap to get uh, mainstream to like wear Ray Bans. I just feel <laughs> like they're different products too. I I feel like like the Casey Neistats of the world, like walking around with this thing on their face in Times Square, they're sort of demonstrating. I think what the Facebook thing will be used for, but I think the Facebook glasses and then the Vision Pro, they they're just different use case this, this sort of like out your, your daily driver thing and then like power user like laptop yeah, yeah. you got your laptop you got your 13 inch little macbook and then at home you've got your your gaming pc set up with three Ooh. monitors and your and your, your your massive amounts of ram you know it's d different i like that mental model that's yeah i, I could see that because i can see situations where i would want to be wandering out in the wild and like have like kind of a lightweight thing that just kind of blends out it uh, bl blends in, you know, with with my surroundings a little more. And I can also see a scenario where I want to be like immersed and just in a different land. Dude, I wouldn't wear that Apple one in public. I would just I would save that for my living room and then wear the meta out. I saw a really interesting take on uh, there's there's this account that keeps popping into my feed where this guy gives like fashion takes, but they're like really good. Like he like he I read the, the other day I read this like. 30 tweet thread on like what separates like a really nice suit from like a hold on what's that oh, this sounds like alpha oh god I wish I could remember the handle I should I should have bookmarked it um, but he's basically just like yeah the reason the like this guy looks weird in public is because it's just like this thing doesn't match like the the business casual look but he's like you, you he's like you need to wear 
uh, your Vision Pro in public with stuff like this. And then they show the pictures. Like, I don't know. There's like these like Koreans or something. Obviously, they're just way ahead of us. <laughs> um, they're walking around. They look like they're just like out of like Blade Runner or something. They're just like cypherpunk style. Yeah. And it, I was like, wow, it does look cool. It actually <laughs> just look. It actually looks like it works. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe that trend will continue, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't really know if I have a faith in like this one thing to, to kind of push Apple stock higher over the next 50 weeks. It's just, it's just not something I, I really do, or it's, yeah. it's like a part of my process. It's not but, your game. But, but I am, I am bullish on that and, and have been bullish on the, uh, the idea of the, the, the vision pro and, and, and continue uh, to be so. So I'll, I'll, uh, keep, uh, keep monitoring that. Um, but yeah, uh, let, let's kind of pivot, I guess. Let's do the bridge between, uh, between the TradFi world and, and crypto, which, which I, I like to, I like to call the, well, I don't call it. It, it is the, the, the DXY uh, chart. And we oh, talked yeah. about this thing, uh, briefly last week, cause it is sort of like my guiding, my guiding, uh, degen light in the fog like is the you know I'm, I'm i'm driving my ship and i need the the lighthouse i need the green light or the red light so i, I need to I, and you've I know been pretty accurate calling you've been pretty accurate calling this thing in both directions like throughout yeah uh, so last couple of years last week we were if you recall we were actually were right here we had had this consolidation right and then we had a, a pretty sharp breakdown and i was like i know that looks bad but like i feel like the magnet is still the monthly gap, you know, above uh, above a dollar four or so. And uh, yeah, this week we we ended up breaking up and, and, and running that gap. And we ha- we've had a little bit of a sell off from it initially. It's kind of like a lower time frame gap. So we, we made like a twelve hour gap down off that zone. Okay. I really want to see one on the daily. Like if I if I have like a monthly area of interest and I want to see like oh is there going to be a reversal off of this area, like I like to see like a like a like a daily move off like a monthly area and off like a weekly move off like a weekly area I might be cool with like a four hour move and off like a daily area I might be cool with like a one hour move like there has to be some like you can't look at the five minute chart and see a reversal off the monthly and be like oh. We're going down. There it is. Yeah. Right. So you're you're kind of balancing a like a time frame that's close enough to the zone you're looking at as a reversal, um, but also where it like still gives you signal. Like you can't look at a monthly reversal off a monthly gap, and we're already at like ninety cents, and you missed the entire move. That makes sense. Kind of kind of a little art there. Um, But yeah, I think we are either like I I think in general like we're at we're at a very big crossroads now uh, for crypto, and you'll kind of see this pattern come up, not just in this chart, but in a lot of the other charts I, I, I'm about to throw up there where I feel like we're at the zone where we're going to reverse. Now it's like a monthly area. So we could reverse tomorrow. We could also reverse like three weeks from now, right? Like it's, it, you kind of have like a big, like it, there's like a big potential spacing when you're talking about what's going to happen in like a monthly zone. Um, so, I think it's possible this thing just dies from here and actually we just go up and like we actually already right, topped on the dollar. We did wick into that uh rectangle you drew. We did get the we did get the kind of wick we did get like the kind of wick up, wick down, and on the twelve hour you see we kinda of ran we ran all these highs, tapped the zone, and then we got a little bit of a 
See the gap? Yeah. This 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 is something that's like a is signal for me. I want to see gap up into my area and then gap down. This is how I shorted coin, by the way. I don't know if you recall that, but like th- this is the same process of coins. Let me let me pull up the coin chart just as a refresher. Like coin, I had a similar area. Like we we had like a it, it, basically a monthly zone, weekly zone. It was kind of like a in between those two, but if I pull up like a, yeah, so week, it's kind of a weekly zone here. <clears throat> so weekly zone, here's your last up close candle. And you can cover that wick if you want for the whole move. Uh, and then if we go to the four hour chart, you know, you see on the four hour chart, again, weekly zone, four hour chart, what happened? We had the Move up, gap, gap, rapid move down, gap. And and then I was like, oh, this is high probability that this is the reversal coming out of there. So, uh, yeah, so similar setup on the dollar right now, except I want this to be a daily and it's a 12 hour candle. So I think there's a decent chance we go a little, one leg higher on the dollar um, and then one leg higher down in crypto. But I think. Crypto is interesting. Like things look strong, things look weak. Um, so I, I can make a case for a lot happening. I think regardless of whether we go straight down on the dollar or up and then down on the dollar, I think the picture is is pretty bullish. For, so we may be you know, kind of splitting hairs. Right. You're talking about one month versus uh, you know going forward. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I think end of this year, right? Like if you're just in the market right now, regardless of whether or not you eat a drawdown over the next few weeks or maybe even a month or two if it gets you know really bad and that drawdown could be could be pretty serious though right like uh in this one month time frame if the dollar just surges higher one last time then (sighs) it's possible but like i i I just think especially like bitcoin is the leader in the space and i I think if you pull up a, a bitcoin chart right especially like a weekly chart like everybody, I think, is aware at this point, we took that key monthly high and kind of sold off high, hard, wicked right into it. But like we've had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Like there's been like nine weeks to sort of close below the low of this weekly order block here at, you know, 40, 41, 380. And we just haven't done it. And now we're kind of going the other direction. So I. I don't know. I, I I tweeted about this like after the sell-off where I was like, I don't think that's the sell-off. Like I don't think we came all that way for like a wick and then we just sort of die. Like that didn't make a lot of sense to me. I, I thought like at a minimum we we're going to run up and fake everybody out and then maybe dump and then maybe go back up. Um, but the more I look at the macro picture, the more I see Bitcoin consolidating here, the more I see like flows and like we had a really nice week of inflows on the ETF it just seems less and less and less likely to me that we're going to actually go back down um, into the into the 30s if we do break up from here. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty optimistic that we could break up from here and edit, like maybe retest this zone again, but possibly just go from here to, to all-time highs. And I think you have to be positioned for that if you're sort of in this market for like the long-term upside. I don't think you can be sitting on your hands right now, just like assuming that 
you're going to get to buy in the 30s or the the 20s again because I think there's like a, a very strong chance that doesn't happen. Oh, I'm I'm positioned for this, but also my question for you is, what does that even mean for you, right? Because like everybody's going to be different, like in terms of their risk tolerance or whatever. So being positioned for it, does that in your mind mean you, uh, I don't know, hold like 50% of your net wealth in uh, crypto long right now? Or does it mean you're, you're 2x your net wealth in uh, crypto long right now? Or, you know, because like you also mentioned on another episode that you'd like to maintain a little bit of a cash position at all times. Yeah. And I, I went into a little bit of cash in December, like we talked about, and then, you know, initiated some hedges here or there. Um, that cash position is basically gone. Deployed. So the, the, the cash position has been deployed. I I bought a bunch of uh, Solana, actually, in like the low 80s. And then uh, I've been kind of trading some perps as well on top of that um, on the way back up. Nice. Just because I feel like I didn't quite, still didn't quite have enough didn't bite big enough soul yeah but like at the same time i'm i'm still looking at like the ethereum chart and being like this is like a very obvious trade like i i know we've been kind of second guessing the thesis a bit as we should as we should we should always wonder like if we're being idiots but um, well let's be clear i'm i'm uh, second guessing with my with my words not with my allocations yeah <laughs> yeah and like i mean i like i have moved some allocation over but it's still i'm still very eth heavy and I, I just still think eth is just like an incredibly obvious trade at this point i mean this is kind of what you want to see for a reversal on the, the eth btc chart we've looked at this chart a bunch like we know that we've talked about like this is probably where the reversal happens if it does this 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 sort of um you know weekly order block that gave us that big pump early uh early in the year we want to see like more demand from that area. Like if we don't get that, it's going to be a little concerning, but all of this looks fine to me right now. Um, and then stuff has just been running up and especially in the realm of restaking, because that's the, the, the there's just two big things we've, we've got on the agenda now in front of us. Um, well, I guess there's three, we've got uh Deacon update, which is uh, coming out. I think, in a few weeks now, I think they announced it. Um, we've got the ETH ETF, and then we've got uh, restaking, which is just you know eigenlayer, basically. And they were sort of running back, you know, all the LSTs, but now we have liquid restaking tokens, and we've got like the all of DeFi right now is basically playing these um, these farming games uh, with these liquid restaking tokens. So. I'm I, I'm still looking at this picture here, like and and when I pull up like an ETH chart, like the the ETH weekly chart just looks so good. It's just so steady. It's just a beautiful thing. It feels very sustainable. We're just chilling right above like a level that we broke out of. I, I I'm still expecting, I'm still expecting like thirty six hundred. Like I, I that that it, it's got to happen. I'm going to be coping so hard if it doesn't happen. Okay, so imagine 3,600 ETH comes within the next um, six months, let's say. Do you de-risk there, or is that like game game way on and you're piling in? I don't 
necessarily de-risk purely on the basis of a level, but I will like watch a level to see what happens there. It's always looking at what the chart's giving, not what like price yeah. level is. Like, there's a difference between like a liquidity sweep and a liquidity run. So like a sweep, you'll take like a level, you'll kind of wick up above it, maybe even consolidate above there for a while, but then kind of come back down. So it'll be like a wick on like a weekly chart, even if it looks like it was like up, up above on a daily chart. Um, and then you have like a liquidity run where it goes to the level and just just kind of keeps going. So it sucks like if you are like an, again, this is for people who are like really, really active. Like it sucks to just like have a level and you just sell everything at the level limit order, but you were watching it and then the price just goes through that level. And then it's, it's like crypto. You've seen these candles that just gap up and then it just, it just keeps going up, gap, gap, gap. And you're like, oh, well, I, I never would have sold. Like if I was <laughs> right. looking at it, I didn't even have a chance. To, it didn't even go down, right? So that's kind of how I'm thinking about this. Like this is like a monthly level to me. So like I'd be watching for, you know, stuff to happen on the daily. Like if we run that level and we get like a, a strong like sell off on the daily, um, you know, I, I, I trade. That would be signal pay for attention you. to these, these fair value gaps. Um, I think somebody in the chat was like, what's a fair value gap? And that, that's a, that's a fair question. Um, a fair value gap is a, if you pull up a candlestick chart, it's a three candle pattern, right? So we've got one here. So here's a candle. Here's one candle. Here's a second candle. Here's a third candle, right? Um, the gap happens, the fair value gap happens on the second candle. So you see between the low of this candle and the high of this candle, that is a gap. And then you'll see how that gap uh, basically acted as uh, perfect resistance. You actually had like a really beautiful short out of that gap all the way back down from like 3,600 to that. Like, look, what a, what a trade that was, huh? Dude, first of all, it's just short the gap and you just get like 28 straight down. It's crazy that weekly. you just like picked anywhere on this chart to find an example. And that example played out exactly as you describe um, these fair value gaps to do. It's yeah, like they, crazy they require, that it works. They require context, right? Like a lot of trading is like what time frame am i on right like you can't just pick a gap and short out of the gap right like you can't be like oh there's a one hour gap i'm gonna short because if there's like a daily gap above it that's a way stronger magnet for price than whatever's happening on the hourly and if something there's like a big level on the monthly chart you can't just be blindly looking at uh stuff on like the four hour chart because the monthly chart is is, is going to be like a yeah it, it dominates right so that's why whenever i try to do this analysis with you guys like i i try to at least start i mean i'm i'm trying to just stay higher level yeah you're doing on good this program to begin with like you don't see any five minute charts on right. here you don't see any one minute charts we try to stay on like the monthly weekly maybe the daily um but even when i'm trading on the the five minute chart like i'm looking at the monthly the weekly the date, like I'm still starting on the monthly all the time and then kind of going down. Like it, it, it's, it, it's really important to do that. Um, anyway, uh, I, I had been saying that ETH looked a little bit weak to me and I, I was sort of concerned and, and I've, I've kind of reevaluated, uh, this thesis. Um, like I, I, I sort of thought it, it looked weak kind of short midterm, but like I was, I've, 
been just very long-term bullish, right? Like even when I said like, oh, I think we might dip into the 19s, which is still a possibility. Like I was still looking to, to buy there. Yeah. And like, oh, this is sort of like a gift. But like, I, I'm not so sure that we get it anymore. I, I actually saw a really good um, a tweet a couple of days ago. Um, here, this is, this is going to be a fun exercise for you. This is from, uh, this is from uh, Jack is, Jack is on uh, Twitter. It's pretty good. Uh, I, I, I like his stuff, actually. I, I can kind of tell people who are kind of know what they're doing and then people who Versus are the charlatans. Just, like, just like just complete chills. And um, I think his analysis is good. I've noticed that he doesn't shill like random dumb shit. Um, so, you know, shout out to shout out to this fellow. So what's he saying here? Because I'm, I'm looking at these two images and I don't really see what he's saying. So this tweet, uh, he says only a, only a, a few people are able to comprehend this alpha. Yeah, not me. And yeah, I'm sure most people are looking at this being like, what the heck's going on here? He's um, two red lines. Like, yeah. What does that mean? Well, so so for the people who are, are, are listening, there's there's sort of a chart of Ethereum and Bitcoin side by side. You can see the Ethereum chart is sort of. Um, making these higher highs, um, the Bitcoin chart sort of making these lower lows. Um, this is actually, this, this is a concept I actually use when I'm, when I'm day trading. Um, it's a concept called, uh, an SMT. It's like, uh, it, like if, if you're wanting to get long at a particular level, one thing you can do is like compare what two assets. So, so when I'm day trading futures, for example, I'll look at the NASDAQ, in the S&P and even the Dow Jones, right? Those assets are typically very, they're, they're correlated. Like when one makes a lower low, the other makes a lower low. When one makes a higher high, the other makes a higher high. You sometimes get these interesting moments where there's like an area where you're maybe expecting a reversal and one index makes a lower low and the other one makes a higher low. I and see that, that a lot. I see that a lot when I'm looking at, uh, you know, like, NASDAQ versus S&P futures. Yeah. And like when you get that happening in an area where you're already maybe expecting, say, like a like a bullish reversal, it could be like a very powerful signal because it's like an indication that there's actually some money in this particular asset that is like big money to buying up and sort of protecting that low, not letting it go lower. Um, so that's what he's pointing out here on Ethereum and Bitcoin. And you can see that like when Bitcoin had that nuke, like it made a very clear lower low. Ethereum did not higher low. And at, at, at first, like I was looking at this, like I see lows and I'm like, oh, these are yeah, like big, big move down. Uh, got all these like equal lows below. That's like probably going to get taken. Um, but I actually wasn't thinking about this because I I'm, my brain is often not look like looking at this type of thing on like a daily or a weekly time frame, although I should be like I'm usually I'm always looking at it on like a five minute chart or something. Is Jack is looking at a like a high time frame? On, yeah, this is a daily this? chart. OK, so I think this is actually like I think it's tweets, right? I think this is like actually like a really, really sick observation in a in a sick, uh, sick kind of chart. Um, so. That, that's like a great a, a great signal to me now what is going to kind of confirm this to me so on bitcoin i think the sort of defining feature of the bitcoin chart right now is that everybody's looking at the enormous gap we got on that sell-off post etf like that was a very big impulsive move um now everybody and their mother and this is you know, this is something I was talking about when we nuked. There's like a potential reason why we could run to the upside. Like everybody and their mother is going to be shorting this gap 
to go down. This is like a standard sort of like... Well, yeah, that's what you just described, is that these things act as a magnet, and then they often act as a reversal yeah, this, the other way. Like, this, is like your, uh, this is like your ICT yeah. uh, 2022 model for anybody who's a, a trader or familiar, <laughs> familiar with these concepts, um, or smart money concepts, whatever you want to talk about them. A lot of traders out there trade using these I- I- ideas, um, and that's what happened, right? You had run of monthly level, sweep level, impulse move down, retrace into the zone, you short that, right? Um, But I think what I'm looking for is that about 45.6K or so on the the Binance chart. This, This is sort of the top of this gap. Now, we're already we're already closing daily candles like above like the 50% level of that gap which to me is like an early indicator that like we're not really respecting it. Like when price stops respecting that, it it's kind of a sign that we might actually want to be going higher and and the the critical thing for me is actually just like if we close a daily above that gap, I think there's a very strong chance we get kind of like a move up higher. And then like maybe even a short sell off back into that gap. And then people are like, oh, now it's on. So it's like, and then they short this balance. But actually this, this becomes, this becomes a, an inverted well, an I, inversion fair value gap. It's ICT concept just the other way. Yeah. So these gaps, when you flip them, they have like an opposite effect. Like instead of this becoming like resistance, like this could become like an area of support. So if I see that on Bitcoin and ETH has like a similar setup, like very similar setup on ETH, you have, um, this gap on the daily that we are kind of disrespecting at the moment, although not completely, right? This is a little early to get into the trade. Um, and then like even more clearly here, you have like a, you know, this, this very clear order block on ETH. This is, this is 40, 2470 level, uh, on the Binance chart for people who aren't watching. So if I, if, if I see a close again, like above 2470 on ETH, maybe another push up, maybe a sharp sell off into the zone, but then this zone holds, people start shorting on the bounce up and then like now they're liquidated. The people who have stops with this higher liquidated. Now you have all the elements for this thing to, and now you're like, Oh wait, this was, this wasn't distribution. This whole area was just reaccumulation. And now, now in my mind, we're going to 3,600. Give me that. Give me that. That's, that's what I'm praying for. It is still entirely possible, entirely possible that, um, it gives us, by the way, I, I, I figured out the, uh, somebody in the chat was like, yo, the, you got to do the reset. I, I figured it out on the Mac. We got R. it. It's command R on oh, the Mac. Yeah. Or, excuse me. No, it's option R. So make these uh, charts a little easier on you guys. Um, there's still a possibility we do this, kind of reject, and then give you one of those. This would probably correlate with dollar just making like a really significant push higher and, and not rejecting here immediately. Um, this is still possible, but, but I, I, I do actually think this is the less likely scenario at the moment. Like I, I do feel pretty bullish right now for, for a variety of reasons. And it, it, it feels good. Same man. Uh, you said you own coin in, in your sort of like long-term portfolio. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you, what is anything you see on the coin chart? Yeah, let's let's pop over to coin. I, I was tweeting about this yesterday or today. I think yesterday. Um, again, like really high level on coin. Let's look at a weekly chart. Weekly charts are cool. We we've been talking about this for a while. Obviously, everybody knows this zone we shorted out of. 
Um, but th- this area here from like 114 down to, to 70 or so, this is where like we have like a really high time frame area of demand starting right this is a bunch of weekly one two three four five this is basically like five or six weekly down candles that ultimately gave us like a really really big move to the upside um so kind of a good area to to look to buy in and you can see we're already getting like a pretty significant reaction like we just touched the very top of that zone and look at look at what happened price just yeah boing. i was uh 16 i set my first like uh dca limit order to buy right at the, the top of that zone mm-hmm. and it i didn't even get a fill in there it's just like it's gone already yeah. so so good sign i i think that that's happening for for sure i mean wh- one issue is that actually i haven't checked this we got what's the high of this candle 13731 136 okay so this is this is so we have a we have a weekly weekly gap above us right so i think some people are going to be like, oh, it's bouncing. Now we're just going to go straight up. And while that is possible, that is what like meta did, right? What mostly happens is, is you retest this, these gaps. And then often they give you like another break lower first. Oh man, that could uh, line up with the uh, earnings next Thursday, for instance. <sighs> yeah. I, I need to pay a little more attention to earnings when i'm trading the stonks because the volatility can fucking rock you (laughs) yeah i mean sometimes i'm like oh it's so far away like but but like then it it sneaks up on me and i'm just like oh wait oh it was earnings oh i probably shouldn't have been in that trade at the moment yeah so um just for anybody watching the earnings side um they're reporting next thursday and the implied volatility right now um suggests a 10 percent move either up or down and based on what I've been seeing in the market, I would I would expect a larger move um, in either direction. Mm. And I don't really have much insight whether I think it's going to go higher or lower. Um, but I did I did actually look at some of Robinhood's numbers. They they report um, next Tuesday for the quarter, but they they release like monthly data uh, on like their trading figures. And um, I was hoping to glean some insight on like what retail crypto traders are doing by looking at Robinhood's monthly numbers and it's fucking flat dude over the whole year there wasn't even like an uptick in like this latest rip higher you're saying we're early <laughs> it's still early or that's what i love to hear like i i do think that there's a risk that coinbase comes out with their earnings on thursday and we don't see like massive trading volume we also don't have like the bitcoin etf launched in january so there's not going to be any impact of that um i think they'll have pretty good um you know like a lot of their revenue right now is based on their usdc yield i think that's gonna be strong so yeah. that's kind of like stable but that i mean it, it, to me is like a as like a trader that's that's kind of a good thing in a way right so like, like when i'm day trading if there's like say economic news at 8 30 and i know that i actually want to get long like i have a long bias but price doesn't go up in a straight line and often for us to go up some big boys have to get some fills lower. So a setup you might look for is to basically identify a zone where you want to get along from, like a tasty zone, but price isn't in it yet. Then the news event often will manipulate or push price into that zone, often creating like a very scary move in the opposite direction of where you think it's going to go. And then that is where that's you your, kind of zoom in signal. to the lower time frame and look for something. So for example... 
if like we know we want to get long like sub 110 you know ideally maybe like in the high 90s or something like we can look for some consolidation here we can look for earnings to sort of push price down and then maybe not like there's something happens right like you you start you start seeing price not really going down as much even though the news is bad um or you see like a you see like a sharp move down but then like a sharp move back up yeah you know a manipulation leg um is is typically what we we refer to it here as and when you get that leg on the shorter time frame in a higher time frame area where you are biased to wanting to be long it's a high probability point to get in the market right so as like a a longer term investor like you don't have to do this on like the five minute chart like you could do this on the four hour or like the daily chart given like how big the zone is but you know maybe a four hour if you want to be like aggressive so look for price on like bad earnings to go down into the zone um create a like a almost like little mini capitulation but then like pop back up or mini capitulation consolidate for a little bit and then like strong move back up um which is basically what we did here on a higher time frame on the chart like if you pull uh, if you zoom out on the uh, on the old Coinbase chart here, and you, oh God, I keep getting my drawing tool. There we go. Um, that's sort of what happened here, right? This is uh, basically the post if the pre FTX period, the long period of consolidation, and then what happens? You go sharp move down, sharp move up. Yep. Reconsolidate, reaccumulate. And then boom, we go. So you could just see this. Wow, that, that literally looks like a penis. <laughs> <laughs> and two balls. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, so yeah, we could see this the same exact kind of pattern maybe playing out in that area, maybe on a bad earnings call or something. Um, maybe an interesting long signal. And I, I think a trade I would be looking to take if, if, if I can get it in here is to probably like sell puts under here like if we get like a nasty spike down and maybe vol spikes i think i would be selling puts like sub 70 okay and then i would be using that to fund some calls well now you're talking my language sir um for a couple reasons one uh i i'm doing it similarly but uh i'm also doing what you're saying so um with coin for instance the way I start is um, I start layering in some puts within that rectangle that you drew. So like even earlier, so like at 110, 105, 100, 95, 90. And I want to, I actually want to lose those because I want to be assigned. I, I actually want to like be forced to buy that dip. Um, but then I also have some like real scam uh, puts out there that I've sold mm -hmm. at the 60, $50 level. And I don't, I don't expect to lose those. But I, I use, like, I have a cash balance always that's just sitting there. It's, like, in money market funds earning 5%. And for me, like, I do want to deploy that if I get, you know, $55 coin. So I'm selling those way, way out of the money and earning the premium. The premium is pretty fat. And like you said, if we, if we do dump, then the premium will get, get even fatter. And I like what you said, too. Like, waiting for, the, like, the realized vol to come through that will like pump up implied vol and then you can, you can like sell into that. That's exactly what I did with arm. I think like, you know, earlier 
you joked like, oh man, bold move of you to like sell Vol into, into arm after that big massive pump. But I feel like that's the point. You do it after the event has occurred. You get historical Vol being very high, which like pushes implied Vol high, even though the event is already in the rear view. And then you can sell into that very easily mm-hmm. with like seemingly less uh, less fear, I guess. I like it. I like it. Yeah. And like, if we say we do spike into the nineties, right? Like I am still expecting us to kind of bounce back up later in the year, run, you know, this, this recent high, but then also run this liquidity above like two Oh seven or something. And then probably ultimately come here above three sixty nine. Nice. Yeah, Um, baby. Right. So this is, (laughs) I don't want to say it's like a free trade cause it's not right. But like, um, you, if you get a move down to the nineties and you, you sell, you know, these, these, these sort of sixties or 70, uh, puts that's going to more than pay for like a 200 call. Like you'll probably like make money doing that. Right. That'll be, that'll be actually be like a credit trade. Um, but it's not really free. Like you are exposed to, to Delta, right? Like you, cause basically your, your puts sort of have like a, a negative Delta and then so do the, so do the calls, right? Yeah, but the <laughs> but the puts will be closer to the money at that point. So the delta yeah, so if will be price higher. goes down, the value of the calls you bought right. goes down, and then also the value of the puts you sold goes up, which means your balance goes down. But right? I, I typically I like I don't like buying uh, long calls on something that I actually really want to own, like way out of the money. Like you're talking about buying a 200 strike call on Coinbase. I would rather buy um, like a 70 strike call coinbase and like just using that as like common stock mm-hmm. you know but you're more capital efficient because you don't have to put up all the money and the delta i i look for like above 80 delta so it's almost like owning the shares yeah and that's what you get if you're if you're deep in the money but yeah <laughs> you give up the capital efficiency you give up the uh right the uh but like yeah, that, that that's a trade i i take a lot but i i don't know i think the sweet spot is going to be something is probably like a like a 200 strike because if price does go to the, you know, three sixty nine, oh, you're gonna be that two hundred is gonna be like just print. I mean, obviously depending on the the <laughs> yeah. exercise date. Yeah, choose. I guess you're saying if if price four x's, we're gonna be rich. <laughs> yeah. The other thing I was considering doing was just selling puts to buy common stock and just like just forgetting about it. Yeah. Well, or just sell no, no, sell no, puts like because I do want to own this. I mean, but. you can sell puts like at the money too, and just like buy common stock, like be assigned that way, and like you're getting paid to buy the shares. Yeah. I mean, th- this is something I do a lot. Is like you know I have spot positions and stuff, but then I still trade it, and it's good because like it keeps me from doing dumb crap with like my spot because I can oh it's long trade and I have like the stuff I'm going into and out of, and then I'm like paying like hyper attention to like I just always on a coin chart. I'm always on an ETH chart. I'm always on a Bitcoin chart. Um, versus like, sometimes I go too far down the all to the stock rabbit hole. And I, I do this all the time. I put like too many positions on and then yeah. I look at my brokerage account. I'm like, Oh shit. Fuck. I, I earned that. I mean, I, oh, I hold no. that. I forgot. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Which is the, you know, it was a rude awakening I got with my, uh, uh, snap earnings announcement on my phone. I was like, Oh no. <laughs> oh shit. Forgot about that one. I was like, what are we doing? Oh, negative. Oh, negative 30%. Oh, 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 well, so yeah, bad trade there. Um, but uh, we, we, we've been doing well in the miners today, fortunately. Mara, uh, I haven't gotten fully back into mining, but like, I'm probably like half in, 
to the position I had. Uh, Mara was I, I'm I'm basically all mostly in Mara, and then I have like some hut. And yeah. then a couple other kind of small guys, but like Mara is kind of the biggest position. Mara was up 23%. Today. I feel like you can just own Mara, actually. <clears throat> like, I don't think you need to fiddle too much with this shit. They're all the exact same business, and nobody has a competitive advantage. Mara is the one that seems to perform the best, being the biggest. I think like you just can own that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I don't know. This, it looks pretty looks pretty good to me. I, I, I think Bitcoin, Bitcoin go up, Mara go up a lot. Yep. And uh, I think we're going to be fine on that trade. Although I am still wondering, like, are the miners like the best thing I could put capital into? I'm well, still, uh, still questioning that. So yesterday before we recorded Alpha Alpha, Chris, Carney Asada Chris was asking me, he's like, so what do you think actually happens to the miners when the halving comes and their, you know, their operating profit or their operating income gets chopped in half because of the halving? And I told him, I don't give a fuck. I don't think it matters. Only all that matters is Bitcoin price. And, and also that's what's priced in. I feel like it's not like everybody with like two brain cells to rub together. <laughs> isn't like aware of the happening and like the impact it has on miners. It's like, well, I mean that that's a good point. I hadn't really like even thought about that point. I was just con- considering the fact that none of these miners have ever reported profit in their entire existence. So I don't think it's going to matter now all of a sudden, like it, nobody cares about that. They just make Bitcoin. And Bitcoin's going higher. Yes. We sure hope it is. Um, anyway, let's pivot to, uh, let's pivot to, I don't know if it's like a trade of the week for me, but um, sort of like my my alpha of the week. So we talked about how restaking is a big thing right now on Ethereum. That's around uh, eigenlayer. I'm a strong word. <laughs> yeah. You get your points up. Points are up. Points are points are going up. Um, points are going up. So, <clears throat> you know, base early eigenlayer. You know, you 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 could deposit you know a liquid staking token in it, like uh, ST. I would put ST ETH and RE or for- RE right? And you did that, and you got points, right? But then, like uh, like like we like to do in crypto, we invent all these like crazy del- derivatives, and then suddenly people are like, "What about liquid restaking tokens?" So now okay. we've had projects come up, uh, EtherFi. I think is you know the the one I'm most in. Wait, hold on. Tell me, tell me more about this. So you you like you take your your points and you you use those or so much much in the same way that pre merge like people staked ETH right and they were like oh I, I want to still have access I want to still have like liquidity on this ETH I staked on the Beacon Chain here right so you know Lido came along and created uh, ST ETH or Steeth or Steth yeah. or whatever you yeah. I call it ST yeah Steeth call it Steeth. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, sounds like thief, thief, Stephen, Stephen. But much in the same way that Lido lets you have like liquid restaked ETH tokenized, what something like EtherFi is doing is there you you have liquid restaked ETH. So so you so you just put up your ETH or your staked ETH as collateral, but you get restaked. So it's e- it's it's ETH that's basically staked in eigenlayer. But now it's liquid and wrapped in a token, and and you basically can like have the, hold this thing, and sort of get access to the eigenpoints by holding it. But also, they're gonna do an airdrop. I think. Um, okay, so EtherFi is that what you said it was? Yeah, let me EtherFi, and then like they yeah, pay you fi. in like EtherFi tokens, I guess. So EtherFi is going to have a, an air. So the, the EtherFi staked ETH is EETH. 
I guess, which probably stands for Eigen Eve. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so uh, 911 million staked here. That's pretty thick. Yeah, not bad. So this is no, uh, this is no uh, little tiny, tiny operation going on. Um, but basically, like if you hold ETH, you're basically getting access to two sort of sets of points, like the EtherFi points, but then also like the Eigen points. And each of those things is going to sort of result in presumably an airdrop. People think that the Eigen airdrop is going to, you know, maybe be the largest airdrop of all time. Um, Would be nice. I got a lot of points. Yeah. Like, like <sighs> again, like the, the, the confluence of the macro backdrop, the crypto backdrop, the Ethereum chart, Eigen layer, the, ETH ETF, like, yes, like, Solana is probably going to go up more, but, like, the the yield on ETH, the free money from the airdrop, the limited downside, just, like, how good this trade, like, just sitting in massive amounts of ETH and farming, like, max farming eigenlayer, is, it's just such, <laughs> just such an obvious, I mean, it has been an obvious trade for a while, continues to sort of just be, like, a really good thing to do okay hang on like uh i want to go back to etherfi so mm -hmm. if i want to participate in etherfi uh liquid restaking do i buy e eth and then go to ether.fi and click stake now okay stake so my i'm ETH? not even doing this I, I unsurprisingly to you i am i'm You're going like, to take you down the degen rabbit <laughs> hole, three right? dreams deeper <laughs> so yes you could just stake eth and eigen and get eigen points and yes you could just put ETH into EtherFi, get EETH, and get eigenpoints and EtherFi lo loyalty points. But there's a third more degenerate option, which is to come into our boy Pendle. So you may have noticed that Pendle is uh, on a bit of a run. It's a coin that won't stop going up. It is just, it's just up-only coin. And the, the reason it's up-only coin, it, oh, God is this uh do we have a vpn on the vpn gated you gotta be kidding me oh no we don't, I don't have a vpn i'm like oh i did not see this coming okay yeah we're gonna get a vpn on this laptop if we're gonna okay so w <clears throat> without being able to look at pendle what i'm guessing is they have like a bunch of different okay so tools or yeah so the main reason I invested in Pendle way back in the day is like we have these DeFi primitives and they're these like kind of rock solid foundational things that we have in the real world. Like we've got exchanges with Uniswap. We've got like Maker for your like your cash. Um, you've got like Aave for the borrowing and lending. There is a very, very like important element of like TradFi, which is like stuff like the interest rate swaps. Yeah. Like this marketplace is, is enormous. Um, these these types of derivatives, we didn't have it in in Ethereum. So so Pendle came, and they're basically like, oh, you could basically trade you know interest rate swaps on first just the ETH staking yield, but then it turned out you could do this in a in a bunch of different areas, um, and now like like Pendle is just like absorbing a ton of TVL because people are 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 kind of using it as this vehicle to sort of trade the the restaking narrative. And like I, I think last I checked, the TVL was like approaching like a billion dollars um, in in here. So in Pendle, yeah. But I just I when you told me about this, I kind of poo pooed it because I didn't understand it's, why. It's, like it's so complicated, honestly. Like I'm I'm questioning whether I should even explain it right now because I feel like especially okay. without the visual, it's just 
it's just going to sound like Chinese, and I think people want to just sort of like get to to the chase. Like, okay, what, well, maybe what? we can uh, do it separately or something because, so, yeah, it's going to be hard to hard to describe. But like, uh, well, I've 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 sort of found a workaround, I guess, to showing this. So okay, that's cool. There's not just three la- layers to the degeneracy. There's an optional fourth layer. To- <laughs> okay. The degeneracy, which is what I'm in right now, which is a project called uh, PenPy. Do you remember Curve and Convex? Sure do. Do you remember how Convex basically like... So so Curve is kind of annoying because you have to like lock up Curve to boost your rewards. It's just like... And you have to have a bunch of Curve and you keep locking it and it's like kind of confusing. And so, so Convex came along was basically like, oh, you, no, you just stake your all your curve liquidity through us. We have our own curve, which we will use to sort of max boost everybody's things. And everybody went through convex. And at one point people were like, uh, Hey, there's like billions of dollars in this convex protocol. And it's trading at like this tiny fraction of the value of curve. And then the market one day like snapped and then convex went up like a huge multiple. And then everything died as it did in DeFi. But, but PenPy is to pendle what, convex was to curve okay so pendle has a similar mechanism where you can get these super juiced yields on like staked eth right like you could earn at one point like i was earning you know 17 18 19 20 percent on staked eth in pendle but in order to do that you have to own pendle lock it and, and getting, i hate locking tokens and you're getting paid in pendle i presume yeah, you get you get pendle rewards, you get trading fee rewards. There's a bunch okay. of stuff that, that that happens there, right? Um, so PenPy, you can basically run anything you're doing on Pendle through PenPy. PenPy has a bunch of Pendle, and then it basically gets you like a max boost. The downside of this, obviously, is that you are layering on <laughs> so much smart contract risk yeah. on top of already a lot of smart contract risk. Um, so four layers. Yeah. So so the pool in question here. Is is the uh, EtherFi eETH pool right? So, and this is all on layer two, or no? You just pulled up Arbitrum. I, yeah. So Arbitrum is actually where the yields are, are highest. Uh, uh, Pendle is on ETH. It's also on Arbitrum. I'm not sure if it's on any other chains. It's on Optimism as well, and uh, cool. apparently BNB. Um, but. But but uh, the the TLDR of Pendle is that it allows people to trade you know interest rate swaps in a particular way. In order to do that, there has to be like liquidity, um, so you can be a liquidity provider on Pendle. You basically um, can put your EETH into Pendle as a liquidity provider, and then Pendle then gives you trading fees. They give you Pendle rewards on top, and then you're still collecting the EtherFi points. You're still collecting the eigenpoints wow. by doing this, right? Wow. Right. And the, the TLDR of all this is that if you go on the just base pendle and do the uh, ETH pool right now, you're making 60% APY Good with God. all of those things sort of. Kind yeah, of, I guess you probably have to presume some agree. kind of eigen return. With yes. That. Um, if you do this on uh, PenPy, well, you know, before before this pod, we were at uh, 80%. Which is when I clickbaited everybody. It looks like we're down to a paltry seventy-two percent uh, APY now. Um, Damn. But yeah, if you're willing to take on that extra risk, and again, you are taking on PenPy risk, you are taking on Pendle risk, you're taking on 
ether phi risk and then you're taking on eigen risk and then there's probably another one in there that i'm <laughs> forgetting so this is just like a multi-layer uh risk sandwich that's a lot of layers but um Remind me though, like if you wanted to go to layer three only, and that would be um, Pendle, not Pen Pie. Yes. What the yield there is like seventeen percent on your? No, it's probably about fifty right now. Fifty, I would guess. Holy shit! So it's not that much lower. Right? Yeah, it's I mean, just like how much of a a, a, a degen? God damn! Are you? Pendle is the shit. Okay. Well, this is pretty solid alpha, sir. I got some questions in the chat. Let me uh, let me check those out here. Okay. Um, Marty, are you using the EtherFi EETH liquidity pool? Post a how-to, a screenshot. Of the, yeah, I'll. Uh, I, I apologize for not having the uh, visuals for you. Um, if you if you want to do this, you do have to go to Pendle. Was it Pendle.fi? It's very easy to get into the EETH pool. Like you just have to. You just have to zap. ETH or any other kind of ETH, it's like kind of like a one-click thing. It's pretty simple. Um, you just have to uh, just just go to Pendle.fi and just just whatever you got ETH, ETH, whatever. Just to put put my face back on. They they, they got it. Okay, there we go. I want to feel like I'm I'm talking <laughs> you're to the part guys. of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, you're you're gonna zap into the liquid the 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 LP. What you you first have to get ETH. Then you have to get into the LP, right? And then there's like a staking process after that. Um, and if you're using PenPy, you would take that token from Pendle and then go stake it in PenPy. I know this is like horribly, um, this is horribly complicated. Um, I, I just mostly wanted to make you guys aware of this. Uh, I'm sorry, the, uh, the the solution is not easy to follow. Yeah, well, I will give a shout out. There's a Twitter account you should follow called, I think it's Pendle Intern. Mm-hmm. So the Pendle intern has like all sorts of how-to guides on Pendle, which is very important because Pendle is one of the most confusing DeFi, <laughs> DeFi primitives that we've created in an already confusing world. That sounds compelling though. I'm not I'm not playing in that yet, but I do like the idea, and I think uh, we'll share that that Pendle intern in the Discord or something. And yeah, yeah, I will I will post the guide. Um, in the discord if anybody wants to to come check it out otherwise like if you go to the pendle intern twitter um they've got this with visuals um again be aware of all the smart contract risk it is a fat yield like it's a pretty fat yield to have on basically eth like really fat <laughs> so it, it it is tempting and i do have a decent chunk in please don't put all your money in I like, was going to ask you that next. Like, your shit happens. Like, well, it's like a your mileage may vary kind of situation, but like, I wanted to ask you, not not telling that this is like how anybody else should do it, but I want to ask how much of your like long ETH bag that I presume you want to hold for a while, like how much are you putting in to these different layers, particularly like four layers deep? Not a ton, maybe. Like, I might have 5% in this. Okay. Which is... A pretty good chunk for me. It, it, it might it might even be ten percent actually, which is like that's like above my risk limit. Do you stagger it at the different uh, layers of depth of smart contract? I risk? do. Like I mostly have it in Pendle because I don't want it all in Benpy. <laughs> yeah, Pendle sounds like kind of a Goldilocks. Zone. Pendle is definitely safer. It, it has to be safer than Penpy because Penpy is just a thing built on top of Pendle, right? So if Pendle fails, then Penpy definitely fails, right? <laughs> but you could have a situation where Pendle's fine, but Penpy screws you, right? Or you could have a situation where both of those are fine, but then EtherFi 
screws you. Um, you could also diversify. Like, there's other tokens besides um, EtherFi as well. Uh, what is it? Is it is it RE? No, it's not RETH. It's uh, that's Rocket Pool ETH. It's uh, oh, Renzo ETH, Easy ETH. So Renzo is a Renzo is another one. Oh, and there's also Kelp Kelp DAO. So you got you got Renzo, Kelp DAO, and EtherFi. So if you're hardcore, you can diversify amongst all three of those restaking tokens, right? You 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 can kind of be like, okay, I'm not going to put all my ETH in Eigen, although I do have a lot of ETH in Eigen, like because I just think the opportunity is too big, right? I don't have all of it in there, but I do have like a lot in Eigen, right? But then you don't have to put all of your Eigen into restake tokens. And then the the liquid restaking tokens, you do put it in. You can split that between these three. And then if you want to juice it more with Pendle, you can take a portion of that, put it in Pendle. And then you can take a portion of that, put it in Pendle. And then you can kind of average out like a nice yield. Or you can just say like, ah, screw it. Like, I'm just going to I'm just gonna YOLO and just, just so put it stuff- all in the, the highest yield thing. But you, you are taking on a risk. So the stuff that I've already deposited Eigen, that can't just be reused for like uh etherfi right like i'd have to deposit new shit to etherfi like i can't just use my eigenlayer deposits right i don't think so yeah i think you're supposed to i don't know maybe i actually, I actually haven't tried that out because i've I just, i've just been going directly directly through pendle like with the zap function uh-huh. so i haven't really tried to use the etherfi app itself i've just been going just straight into basically like pendle Oh, I didn't know you could uh, do that. Yeah. So that's the easiest way to do it. So zapping. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to do the pendle, which is like a lot of additional, it's a lot of additional yield. So, like, I, I mean, that that's what I'm doing because. It, it, and I, I wanted to own pendle anyways. I could just earn it, I guess. Yeah, I've 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 earned a lot of a lot of pendle. Like I've been in pendle for almost a year now. Just and you're, farming that. Are you dumping it? Farming and dumping. I've sold off like. A little bit of it. I probably should sell more. The, it's up the, only. The chart looks a little sketch to me right now. It's like at a point where like, yeah, it could keep going higher, but I, I don't know. I, I've seen this movie a lot where you have like a, like a, a highly inflationary DeFi coin. The inflation attracts tons of TVL. The price goes sort of up only. Everybody's on board, but then like something pops and then it just well, yeah. dumps like 50 percent well we all this, know this already happened like last year i think like twice with pendle yes oh and it looked like it was it looked like it was over twice but it just kept just kept it recovered and just went up higher well i think that's what's funny about it is because we all know how the movie ends it's just how long does the movie last <laughs> i i think pendle's fdv is like 750 million we'll call it up on coin gecko and and give you guys an accurate answer so pendle yeah so 750 fully diluted only quote unquote 280 million market cap so in spite of the enormous run it's had like what, what's like a comp like you know ave you know is a standardized so ave 1.2 million uh, 1.3 fully diluted. So, so Pendle is about half of Ave is fully diluted, and it's like one fifth. Fuck, it's crazy to me. The, it's uh, actually crazy to me to, to think that Ave is only one point. What'd you say? 1.3 billion fully diluted yeah. valuation. That's fucking low. But one of the other reasons that Pendle has been like super like goaty is that it's not just like a restaking play. It's also like an RWA play. Like I think there's actually like a decent amount of real world asset. TVL in Pendle, I think some institutions have actually been 
using Pendle. So it it has a great like set of narratives going for it. It has like a reason to exist. Like people use it. It does like a useful thing. Like if you're an expert with Pendle, you can do some really crazy stuff, right? So one of the things Pendle lets you do is it lets you sort of like separate the yield as like its own entity that you can trade. So hmm. if you think the yield of say like GMX is going to go higher, you can actually trade that on Pendle. And with like a very tiny amount of capital, you can make like mega outsized returns on that versus like you have like, you have this like extreme capital efficiency. And um, what Pendle did with the, the airdrops here, like is, is like kind of like a new thing. Like they're now letting you do like leveraged, points in a way like so you can actually like there's a valuation for what the market thinks like eigenpoints and etherfi points will be and like there's like a way to use pendle where you're you're putting like an eth in and at the end of the period you're not getting an eth back out you're only getting points like you've stripped the eth out of it and you're only trading the points crazy right and then somebody else is like i don't care about the points like, like you, you can actually go into Pendle right now, I think, and lock in 30% yield on ETH just, with none of that. Just if you just take no points. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So you, you take all this certainty, you get like a pretty high yield, but then you've got guys like me, like, nah, I want the 70%. And then you've got other guys who are like, actually, I just care about the points, right? And you can basically say like, oh, this one ETH I'm putting in is going to get me, say, like, like a million points. And like, if you look at what the market is pricing a million points at, like a million points might be worth like $8,000, right? So that person is like, oh, well, even though I lose my ETH, I'm basically buying all these leveraged points with it that I think are going to be worth like $8,000. So, well, now that person can put 100 ETH in and get like 800,000 of points. And it's just like a totally different way of, of playing the air. It's not no, something really I'm doing. But it's it's cool that that exists and it's providing like a certain type of liquidity in the market that didn't didn't exist before. It's so. like a new primitive in uh, crypto for sure. Yeah. Uh, I had one more question about it, which was: um, Is Pendle available on layer two, or is it only L one? Like, I just kind of need to know how much size I need to come in with this thing to make it worthwhile. Uh, on what is it available on L two Pendle? I, I think it trades on. I think it trades on Arbitrum. I think. No, I don't mean like Pendle the coin. But I mean like the pl the protocol. Oh, you should use it on L two. Yeah, I think the yields are actually higher on Arbitrum than they are. Oh, when you did the drop down, that showed that it was on Optimism. Yeah, like if Arbitrum. you do this, definitely do it on Arbitrum. I'm not sure if it's because they're getting like ARB subsidies mm -hmm. on top, um, but like the yields are definitely like higher on L two. So it's like a win win. You get because these fees can these fees are super nasty on L one. But on L2, yeah. it's like, I was like, like I have to come like in with a hundred ETH to like make this make sense. Yeah, instead of being like three hundred dollars of fees to kind of do all this stuff, it, it might be like five or ten bucks. Um, you know, cool. so if you have a big bag, it's 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 not too painful. Cool, man. Well, thanks for sharing that. That is fucking awesome. I'm getting uh, my I'm feeling a tingle somewhere in my my body that reminds me of like a 2019 ish time frame. That was mm. fun time. Yeah. Um, we are an hour 15 into this. Let me check the chat. Yeah. See if we've got any, uh, requests going on here. Da, da, da. Oh, personal evolution wants us to talk about PayPal. Oh, we talked about it, man. I am, I took a gunshot to the head. That was a, 
that was a losing trade for me. I am I am stopped out on PayPal. That was an options trade, and uh, I, I guess I still I guess I still have it. But I you look at a chart. Yeah, I mean I'll pull it up. That the chart is kind of like I don't think the chart's bad actually. But my I actually. <laughs> I actually kind of wanted to sell this when the uh, the CEO is running around just like telling everybody how sick it was going to be because the, the, the market sort of ran up on the basis of like the, the CEO hype. He's t- basically telling everybody that we're going to blow everybody's mind, um, which is a terrible thing to do. <laughs> it's a terrible thing to do to like get like the streets like expectations mm, up because you're never you. going to meet them because they actually came in and they actually i think blew earnings out of the water but the stuff they demoed was not that cool in my opinion like i was disappointed yeah i don't really follow the name so i don't know yeah it's not a lot of nothing like zero to one right it was just like oh now you can do this cool thing on the checkout page and it's just like uh bro um so what did do it just reported earnings yeah yeah okay so that's the gap down yeah, so pretty bad gap down. I mean, he's ten percent, which is uh, which is uh, pretty. Seems mild in uh, today's world, actually. Yeah, pretty nasty. I mean, I, I I think if you like believe in the stock, like this is not a terrible. It's not like a terrible area to be adding, and we certainly could like reverse from here. Um, it's a lot of higher. Oh, sorry, a lot of lower highs. Um, yeah, it's it's still a very high time frame bearish chart, although it's like kind of one of those charts where like the 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 selling pressure has sort of clearly diminished and it's kind of in like a coiled spring phase and I I, I do think this this stock has a lot going for it. Um I personally, you know, had a a risk parameter on the trade. I got stopped out on it. Happens, lose like almost half my trades. And then I was just like, mm. I think I'd rather buy more coin with like this than kind of like enter back in here. So I personally like reallocated that capital. Um, I did some other stupid shit with it too. Like I, I didn't even tell you I bought Carvana. Is <laughs> <laughs> that like the most shorted stock on earth? I think <laughs> I might, I might actually sell it. Cause I'm just like doing, I'm just doing some CVNA CVNA. That's right. I'm just doing this, this, uh, this is so much. Oh yeah. This thing is, Nice. All right. So we're up bigly on this at least. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I'm just like, ah, like, should I be, should I be trading some of these like trash stonks? Like you don't have, don't I, don't I have, don't I have enough? Like you don't have to buy shit stonks. Like you can just buy like meta and Nvidia and not worry. (laughs) I don't disagree with you. I'm a human being. I don't follow my process. I gamble too. Um, you know, I, I, uh, I, I, I make mistakes for sure. I didn't even want to talk about this one because I didn't really have like a good, pr- I was just like, nah, I think this is going to go up a lot. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, um, it's popped. Good job. Um, so yeah, the old triple bottom there. Yeah. Personal evolution zoom. So I still haven't really bought any zoom, sir. Like zoom is still in the category of like, I'm watching it cause it looks like it could be pretty interesting because again you've got this gigantic base oh going it looks on. like the paypal chart um i don't think it looks too much like the paypal chart i think this like what it this, looks the exact same no like because like on zoom you've got like a clear kind of double bottom okay. kind of going on here 
Um, you've got like a bit of a market structure shift. Like, or, like so it's, it's, it's a little different. It's similar, but it's different. Um, I, I, I'm still waiting to see like a gap here. Like I haven't seen a fair value gap on the weekly, which is something I want to see to, to, to take a, a longer term trade. Like you can see all these candles. They're just like, there's no strong move here. And it's, a it's kind of a, it's, it's generally a bad sign when you have gaps in the down leg, but there's no gaps in the up leg. We want to see like gaps in the down leg and then gaps in the up leg that kind of overtake. I see that. The gaps because okay. it's it's a it's a sign that like the order flow in the market is shifting, mm-hmm. and I don't want to do what I did on PayPal again, which is to you know I like I, I think I said when I took that trade that it was like a it was like a smaller position size and it was like aggressive like it was like early and and there wasn't like confirmation yet. But I like the setup on like the monthly and I was like, oh, yeah, I could hold this for a bit. Um, but like, I, I don't want to do that again here. So so if, if we do get like a weekly gap on on Zoom at some point, like, yeah, I'll I'll look for an entry on the trade. Uh, but until that happens, like this could just run another low and, and, and then go up or it could just pull like a chain link and just go sideways for like a year. Sure. Which is also not a great option if you have like capital locked up in it. So not going to trade this one without confirmation. Uh, This is still, this is still just like a a watch thing for me. Um, Robin hood. I kind of made an exception because there was a strong move out of the area, although it didn't break structure. And like, I had like a thesis that made sense. It was just a part of another trade I was taking that I sort of already believed about the market. Whereas like zoom, I, I don't, I have a thesis on Zoom. I just think yeah. the chart looks like a like a particularly interesting area. Like if it gives you if it gives you the long. I still like Robinhood too, but uh, I was looking into Robinhood today, and uh, it just reminds me like why own Robinhood when you can own Coinbase? <laughs> you know, like it's just so much better. Yeah, I mean upside. Yeah, upside. I mean, just the business though. Like Robinhood doesn't even earn trading fees, like no transaction fees. So it's all pay for order flow. And, you know, if, if we assume that uh, volumes come back in a big way, then Robinhood will do will do fine. It will yeah. do great. Um, I mean, I, I still just have the original thing I nibbled like here same. at ten dollars. I mean, I, I haven't yeah. seen anything to make me want to get in. Like, again, like if you pull up a Robinhood chart, we've got, you know, weekly gap right there. Looks like we're just testing that and probably you know probably going lower now if we like this gives us like some sort of trade here like if we close above this gap and we start consolidating on top of it like i might yeah i might take that as a trade signal like at least there i have like a a thing like i can set my risk at whereas like zoom it's like where like where where do i where do i put my stop on that chart right you know so Robinhood, interestingly because i was looking at it um the fundamentals finally before i was just treating it as like a Oh, Coinbase is going higher, so Robinhood should too. Mm-hmm. I actually looked at it. They earn the majority of their revenue from uh, TradFi options traders. I guess like during COVID, retail traders just turned into like full options degens. Yeah. And that's how Robinhood's making their money is on options. And the options trades are, are coming through strong. Crypto is like not really a big part of their game. So. Could be. 
Yeah, could be. It could be. It could be. Yeah, the, the other thing that bothers me about the hood chart is that, I mean, this is, we were talking about liquidity runs and liquidity sweeps. Like, this is a this is a sweep. Run the high, close below. Typically, you get a move at least into the kind of like the 50% of that zone, if not lower, mm-hmm. you know, not something I really want to be fading. This is kind of like negative order flow on the weekly. I don't want to be going long into that. So uh, kind of still waiting, seeing on that. Uh, Calcium <laughs> wants to look at Novo and Eli Lilly again. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I keep pulling these things <laughs> up, guys. They just look. Yeah. Look, they go up. Just buy them. Look at that. Just buy them. So we've been, we, just, we just tell you to buy this every week. Every week. Like, buy when, a... When was the first episode? Yeah, we're up like 50%. So buy a long-dated option that has like a delta of 80, 80 you know, 0.8 or, or higher you're going to get capital efficiency on that and these things are up only. So it's at NVO. Um, so NVO and Lilly reported their earnings um, within the last week or two weeks. Um, and I was, I was on the Novo one and their revenues up 40% um, on everything. But here's the, here's like the, the big out for both of these companies because they're the same trade. Basically it's the, it's the obesity one. Because like right now they're treating like Ozempic and stuff is still a diabetes drug. It's like kind of being used as a obesity one, but like they can't even make enough obesity drug to service the demand. And the demand is fucking insatiable. What they said on the Novo call, they said there's a there's almost a billion people on Earth that are considered obese. And only two percent of these people are treated with like medicine right now. Only two percent of this massive TAM. So while their, their total revenue was up 40% on their obesity drug, that was up 150%. And I, I expect this to continue, potentially accelerate from here. Like, and Lily's the same story. Yeah. I mean, this, this is a good example of like where I'm just like a moron. <laughs> yeah. Cause right? you saw that you saw like, I, Why do I own Carvana? Why <laughs> right. do I not own this stuff? <laughs> right. Own this. <laughs> like I've been here telling people like for like four months now to buy this stock, maybe, <laughs> right. maybe longer. It might be like six months. I've been just like telling people to buy. Yeah. It start, looks good. Buy it. Please buy it. That's like, when, did I buy it? No, dude. 50% ago, <laughs> 50% ago, I asked you, okay, so what is this chart telling you? When should I enter? And you just said, enter <laughs> just enter. i just laughed like the first time i saw this chart i just laughed i was like it's the most bullish chart i've ever seen and and uh yeah it's up it's up 50 percent. yeah in stonk land which is a nice it's a nice uh nice three three month return and it's anyway. no down so like oh. <laughs> like the the sortino ratio in this is like unbeatable you can just lever up and go uh, hard yeah i am stupid you're <laughs> smart, smart. You are very good looking. You are very good. Yeah. It's oh, good. man. It's a good reference. That doesn't date us at all. Yeah. Nice call. Uh, Bitcoin. Where did we close the daily? Oh, we just missed it, huh? Just just sniffed it, but we're above it now. All right. Game on, baby. Uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to watch the, the Bitcoin daily tomorrow. Like if we close kind of deep up here. Good sign. Not like, you know, go mortgage your house, but like good, I, I think good, good sign. I'm going to wait for that fucking ICT break back into the zone and then long. Okay. You do that. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't work like that every time. <laughs> uh, no, no, it does not. But 
I want to leave everybody just with some uh, words of wisdom okay. from the, uh, nice. the great gigantic rebirth, GCR. Probably the goat trader, right? Like this guy is so good. The goat, for those of you who do not know him. Uh, hasn't tweeted since last April. Likely my final tweet regarding crypto. As I always say, if you have long-term conviction in BTC and ETH, you will outperform just holding and not trading. They're only going to keep printing more money. You're unlikely to time every local move. ETH at 10K is one day programmed. God. Wisdom. That's pure wisdom. Fucking and, GCR. Uh, I agree with pretty much all of that. <laughs> and here you are trading. <laughs> well, you know, I am a professional trader, so yeah, got to do my job. Right. But I think what he's saying is correct for most everybody. I agree. Like nearly everybody. Um, and it's even what I do. Like I don't really go in and out of spot, right? Like and my spot thing is different from my trading brain, right? Like I haven't. I haven't sold any ETH in like nine months. I don't. I don't know. It's been been a long time. Maybe maybe like a year. I don't know. Maybe maybe like a year since I've actually sold any spot ETH. And like I don't really plan on selling any for a while unless I just see something really stupid happening. Um, because I think this tweet is accurate. I think just one of the most obvious trades in the world right now is just the long financial nihilism long money printing yep you know they're gonna print the money people are gonna feel helpless and gamble with all the free liquidity all of the stuff is gonna get really really stupid um you know i've said it before like i i think the last bubble wasn't really like the whole bubble that was the first leg i think the grand finale is still uh to come i think it could get really 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 dumb and it's like a little bit dystopian, but like we've been talking about this forever. It's just like if you don't position for this, like they are sort of they are sort of destroying the money supply and destroying the economy and just basically praying that AI productivity bails us out. Yeah. Cuz otherwise it's just like a math problem. There's just too much there's just too much liquidity. Um, they're inflating assets that people can't buy, and then they're getting forever locked out of them, and then they have to keep printing more money to uh, throw at the pores so that they don't revolt in the streets, and then that cycle is just going to repeat over and over and over again until something breaks. Um, and, yeah, like you're kind of in a good position right now where you can still do something about it, I guess, and uh, you know, position yourself for that. But like, I feel bad for... A lot of people out there who I know who just don't invest or are not aware of this and they just think they're just going to work forever and just like spend their paycheck and buy things. And it's just this probably not going to be the case. I'm I'm with you. I'm with uh, GCR. I'm long as fuck. Ethan Bitcoin. Max, what is the end game? Make more fiat as fiat gets less valuable. Well, you want to basically make money and continuously put it into real stuff, right? Like if I were to wake up tomorrow and be worth like a billion dollars, I probably wouldn't be trading shit coins. You would. <laughs> Maybe I would. Uh, I, I don't think I would. I think I'd be doing other things with my life. As, I doubt as, it. As, as fun as it is for me. Um, 
But I would own real things. Like I wouldn't, yeah, I would not have, I would own stocks. I would own real estate. I would own Bitcoin. I would own all these things. The reason I'm not overweight things, like the reason I don't own like the NASDAQ right now is just because I think, I just think crypto is a faster horse. And I'm still in that phase of my life where I'm trying to like race the car up ahead of the, the, the whole like chase that's going on. Like I, I want to get like way out in front of everything because you, you can't just like, I, like I, I don't know I, I could just go all into real estate right now I guess and I'd be like okay but like I don't think it's going to outpace all of the stupidity it, it's more of like a wealth protection thing to me and right. I think you need like aggressive growth if you're like a young person right now yeah, I just think you do you're just in a growth phase and then you make enough money then you get in a preservation phase and uh, I think that's it but like to Max's point I think you you do want to make money now of course but then turn that into assets, assets yeah. outperform. Yeah, all this is like a means to an end. And I, you know, I'll still own Ethereum, but like it, it like if I had if I had a billion dollars, like it, it wouldn't it would be like a small, smaller chunk of a much smaller chunk of 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 my net worth. Like I would rather you know own I'd rather own the the corn. I would rather own uh, I would rather own stocks. You know, solid stocks. I would rather own. Real estate. But even ETH, like, let's just say ETH is a faster resource. Like, I do think there's a there's a point of of wealth that you achieve where you want to turn even your ETH into something more real, right? Like a, a more wealth preservation thing because ETH can go down by 70%, which we just saw. Yeah, it can. I, I think within crypto, you can just be like, look, everything I'm doing is to just buy more Bitcoin. And I know a lot of our ETH friends will not like that. And I, I'm a big ETH bull and I think ETH will do very, very well. But like, there's just like, there's like a much higher percent chance that like, if you go into a coma for 15 years that like ETH kind of fails and Bitcoin doesn't cause it's just doing the, it, it, it's just doing one thing and it's just countering the thing that's happening in right. the, the real world with the money printing. <clears throat> Bitcoin's already fully evolved to its final form. Like it's, it's already where it wants to be. ETH's like still evolving. Mm. Marty McFly, end game. Find a good woman and start a family. It's a good end game, man. Wise words. Damn. That is a good one. That is that's get, a good one. Get, get yourself some land. Yeah. Get yourself some Bitcoin, some land some, out, some, you know. Some kids, some, some dogs. farm animals. <laughs> Maybe field like a softball team. Yeah. Some dogs. And just uh yeah, just unplug from the chaos of the world. It's an it's a, it's an appealing thing. It's, it's good something dream. I consider whether I want to do. For sure. I think it's a great dream. I'm working on it, Marty. Working on it. Love that for you, Marty. Hopefully that's what you're doing. All right. Anyway, that's enough uh, philosophical chatter. Thank you guys for joining us. Um, again, like if you're not already subscribed, please come over to YouTube. Subscribe to the uh, Irresponsibly Long uh, pod. And if you're not in the Discord, please join us in the Alpha Alpha pod Discord. Um, we are going to... Actually, we do have those links. Those are on alfalfapod.com. Yeah. Um, Follow me on Twitter. Follow Eric on Twitter. I don't know if he tweets stuff, but I tweet things. Yeah, follow Make Steven. you smarter. Make you laugh, <laughs> I think. Maybe not. Maybe I'm just delusional. Um, anyway, yeah, we'll be back here uh, same time, uh, same place next week. Uh, and yeah, keep an eye on the Discord too because I'll, I'll, uh, I'll drop those uh, how-to guide on the farming. Sorry about the VPN, guys. I, I, I know that was like, uh, I know that was complete chaos. We worked around. Watch. That was fine. Um, but yeah, hopefully... Uh, Hopefully everything's higher next week. 
hopefully uh, the dollar goes down and we'll uh, we'll be dancing. And if not, we'll be ready. Yes, ready to buy, yeah. buy more, buy more. All right. Good night, everybody. Later, everybody.